Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. great to be back with you folks and as we cruise along in songs of the night and psalms and we're on psalm number 77 and with me as always is my fellow knucklehead inspector and uh, uh, knucklehead notification team member Stephanie Wesco uh, <laughs> along with me and uh, as we cruise along and Stephanie what's going on on this fine afternoon? Well hello Doug I am doing pretty well um dealing with a lot of tiredness, but other than that, I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, so there's a lot of tiredness going on around here right now. We just want to share that with everybody. So if you're feeling tired, you're not alone. And, That's uh, right. Tired is with us all, but now that we're wide awake, hopping into God's Word and uh, looking here at Psalm number 77, but we can't forget that we have the Norton Knuckleheaded Moment, and the Norton Knuckleheaded Moment is... Uh, Brought to us today by Stephanie. So, Stephanie, uh, you might be a knucklehead if... If you brag about abusing other people. Yeah. Wow. That I kinda... think it stinks. If that gives you a... If that gives you like a sugar rush, if that gives you a power rush to brag about... You know, I have heard people brag about... Um, Little things as small as eavesdropping, um, or worse, listening in on other people's phone conversations, or I mean, hacking computers. We're talking, we're talking really low down, sneaky kind of behavior, and you're bragging about that. Yeah, that what's is, that what, what gives? Yeah, you're a knucklehead. Exactly. Listen, if you're out there bragging about how you hurt people, listening into people stealing things from people, anything that would be considered abuse to people, there's something wrong with you. You know, and mm -hmm. it's like if you're, and if you're that type of creep that brags about uh, uh, things like that, you've got issues, man. You need to get right with God. Yep. You need to go to the old-fashioned altar. Yeah, you know, if you've got that old account settled, you better get your head settled. You better get your heart settled because God can't use morons like you. You're a nimrod. You're a jerk. You're a knucklehead. Stop it. Mm -hmm. Don't do stuff like that. And you, and you know what I've found, Stephanie, is, is we deal with a vast array of knuckleheadedness caused by narcissism. There's a lot yeah. of narcissists yeah. out there. And folks, don't be a narcissist. Don't be that person that the world's got to revolve around you, that everything anybody ever said is about. Don't you? I can't stand people like that. And you try to present yeah. it by saying things a proper way. You're a knucklehead. Grow up. You know, put on your yeah. big person pants. And, you know, you, we, we just need to grow up. We, we, we all share this world together, man. There's 7 billion plus of us. Get right with God. Serve God. Stop messing with people. I, I am sick and tired of people who mess with people. I just want to put that out. I'm thankful that you brought it up, brought up that knuckleheaded one. That's a good thing to put out there. There's so many knuckleheads. Well, and then people who think that people are abusing them. You know, 
That makes me sick to my stomach. Well, you or you must be sitting around talking about me, or you must. Mm-hmm. Oh, stop it! Grow up. Yeah. You know, yeah. go get a Snickers bar and a Coke. I mean, get over it, yeah. man. Grow yeah. up. Yeah. I, people, Amen. people like that'll mess <laughs> you up, man. That's. You know, those people are rougher than a night in jail. But anyway, here we are. We get to move along, and we we hope that Stephanie's knuckleheaded uh, opinion there really helped you guys. Don't be a knucklehead, and don't be the person that brags about hurt. But don't be the person that hurts people. Stop yeah. that. We shouldn't be hurters of people. We should be helpers of people. Stay in the H letter, but go from hurting to helping. That's what God is all about. So we're in Psalm 99. I know we're not. We're in Psalm 77. <laughs> All kinds of people were freaking out right there, saying, I missed 22 of them. We're in Psalm 77. <laughs> and, I was uh, starting to freak out. I'm like, whoa, what just happened? And, hey, I want a, a couple quick shout-outs, too. I want to shout-out to Jim Apple. His uh, his dear dad just uh, uh, went to heaven here uh, a little while ago, and I just want to shout-out to them. He actually worked on my floors and your floors, Stephanie. I know he listens to us yeah. in this podcast. Jim, we want you to know that we're – Praying for you. We yes. love you, man. And we're thank- so thankful that your dear father is in heaven. And we look forward to a day that we can all meet him up there. So here we are. We're in Psalm 77. It says, I cried unto God with my voice, even unto God with my voice. And he gave ear unto me. Thankful to be uh, calling out to a God that hears us, that listens to us. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. My soul ran in the night and ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Selah. Thou holdest mine eyes waken. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient times. I call to the remembrance my song in the night. I commune with mine own heart and my spirit made diligent search. Will the Lord cast off forever, and will he be favorable no more? In his mercy clean gone forever, doth his promises fail forevermore? Hath God forgotten to be gracious? Hath he in anger shut up his tender mercies? Selah. We're going to stop right there. That that section kind of all goes together. It's all this dark time. Uh, There's darkness is going on. There's some weird juju going on. And and, uh, so I just think, Stephanie, as we went through this, I mean, your first assumptions here, as we looked at those first nine verses, what came to your mind? Wow. I was more having memory come to mind, but... um, You were having Mary come to mind? I, I said memories. Oh, yeah. But I really think... Asaph is in a very dark place. Um, yeah. Makes me think of the book of Job. Um, when Job asked similar questions um, at, that Asaph is asking here. And I think one of the beautiful things about Psalms like this is remembering that the, the, the men God used to write these Psalms were, were just humans like us. They struggled with the same thoughts, the same fears the same um wondering where god is yeah. yes the yeah. same they, they were humans just like we are and to understand that god inspired these psalms to show show how good he is you know it's it's sometimes i think we get a view in our heads that well i could never have the faith that david had i could never have the um confidence in god that job had 
they struggled with the same questions and doubts that we did and that we do now. And I see just in these first eight verses here, just the heart of a person who is seeking God in the midst of a trial. Yeah, 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 I, I agree. And, uh, and, and you know, it's okay to ask questions of God. I, you know, you and I talked about that. Jesus did it. Uh, you, you know, Job did it. Uh, David's doing it. Asaph's doing it right here. Uh, I think it's okay to ask these questions. And it's okay, you know, to be in that dark, alone place. I mean, Stephanie, you've been there laying in bed at night where you're like, wow, how in the world did I get here where, you know, I'm just, I'm not able to sleep. Life's upside down. I'm uh, you know, mine eyes there in verse four, I hold this, mine eyes waken. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. And I don't know. I just think that he's talking about being overwhelmed there in verse three. He's talking about, uh, he sought the Lord. My soul ran into the night. Uh, I mean, I think we've all been there, Stephanie, where, you know, it's two o'clock in the morning, it's three o'clock in the morning and we're laying there and we're wondering what's going on. Uh, we feel all upside down. So I think you can, you know what's going on with ASAP here, I guess, as well as any of us. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, was, I've been in this place several times, but I think something that stands out to me as I look at, at these verses that makes me think of another psalm is verse 3 where Asaph said, I remembered God and was troubled. I complained. My spirit was overwhelmed. And I think of the psalm that says, when my heart is overwhelmed within me, lead me to the rock mm. that is higher than I. And that overwhelmed, that word makes me think of a waterfall. It makes me think of a sense in which it doesn't seem like there's nothing, there's no dam. There's no dam stopping that, that constant flow of, emotional strain of perhaps physical strain whatever the case may be um is there ever going to be an end to it and Asaph's just so honest he says I complained just like god I'm fed up with this this is this is wrong this isn't how it's supposed to be and um I love the honesty here um I know we've talked before that the first step to healing from trauma, the first step to healing or coming through a trial is being honest about where you are. You got to acknowledge um, where you are. Yeah. Don't 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 put on a huge spiritual front that you're this great um, spiritual giant. You may be a spiritual giant, but be honest. Be honest that if you're struggling, you're struggling. Be honest if you're dealing with questions that you're dealing with questions. Don't pride stands in the way of healing. And. What I see here in Asaph is a brokenness. He's, and I think in some ways, I think that's what trials are meant. One of the ways God means to use them in our lives is to break us of our pride, to make us dependent on the Lord. We need, we can't get through them without him. Um, I know in my life, God has used them greatly. Um, yeah. Constantly, he uses them to remind me that I'm just a pile of dirt and the only thing good in me comes from him. And I think that's what I see here in ASAP is just a spirit of, God, I'm done, I'm overwhelmed, I'm drowning, and I don't understand what you're doing. Exactly, and I, and I think, you know, I, I like what you said. Uh, 
you know, going back, well, I've been there, you know, a few times I've been there and, but I, I think everybody's been there, but that point where you said, this is where we got to admit what's going on. And, and, you know, uh, this is where you got to say, Hey, I have a problem. It's the middle of the night. Yeah. I'm not sleeping. I mean, is there an enemy attacking? Is the Assyrian army coming to take me out? Is it, you know, is this a PTSD thing? Is this trauma from things I experienced? One of the cool things we get to do with this podcast is about, I don't know, about half the people on this podcast, it seems like are missionaries or preachers or preacher's wives or something like that. And so we all go back to this idea. We all know what the scripture and we all know these different things. And it's refreshing to us to have this, um, you know, almost like a devotion daily. But I think that if we're going to get anything out of that night of being awake and that trial needs to be used, like you said, from that trial will come, will come the Lord's strength and our weakness will go away from that trial will come the good times from that trial will come the earnest prayers from that night being awake uh, will come those reflections with God come that trial come that time you know in the middle of the night when you can't go to sleep when you think the Lord's cast you off forever from that time will come a great prayer time to God from that time will come so many good things and so but they do that like you say we acknowledge that I've got some issues here you know, one of the problems I think we have as human beings is, is we're raised not to admit weakness, so to speak, or we're, we're raised not to admit that we're going through junk, especially if you're a preacher or a preacher's wife. I think the loneliest place to be in the world is to be a missionary, a missionary wife, or yeah. a pastor or a pastor's wife. It's, it's, in a lot of cases, if you're a U.S. pastor and a pastor's wife, you, do, you can have some friends, but that's a pretty lonely place to be. But, but as we're being reminded again here by Asaph, as David reminded us a gazillion times uh, throughout this whole thing, uh, the cool thing is that we're not alone, that we're with God. Uh, in the day of trouble, I sought the Lord. My sore ran into the night. Boy, I, at nighttime, that's when it's the worst, Stephanie. Thou holdest eyes waking, for I am so troubled I can't speak. Sometimes you said, I think about five podcasts ago, Stephanie, just being able to say God just calling out his name and looking up at him. Your tears, I think, speak volumes. He, he bottles our tears. I don't know about you, but he has probably a, 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 you know, a, one of those five-gallon bottles of mine you know, that you can buy at Costco and put in your water, water machine there. And I have considered yeah. the days of old, the years of ancient time, and boy, don't we look back. Don't we look back when, when times are bad and we can't sleep? And we wish we could feel the things we felt as a youth, or we wish that certain people were back with us. And in your case, especially having lost your husband, and and uh, so I'm I'm really I guess I'm I'm really going where Asaph is going. I've really been there, and I call to remembrance my song in the night. I commune with my own heart, and my spirit made diligent search. What does the Bible say about our hearts? Is well, it... our heart is the seed of our emotions the seed of everything it's a seed of um everything we are yeah and um without god our heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked and um what i see here in this verse at the beginning is the fact that um i love that first part i call to remembrance my song in the night um, yeah. music in the middle of the night when you can't sleep is an awesome thing 
if you have calming music, hymns, um, songs, maybe scripture songs or songs that God's used to encourage your heart, um, play songs, sing songs, make a choice, make a choice to praise God with music. If you can't sleep in the middle of the night and you're struggling with doubting him, um, that's what Paul and Silas did in the middle of the night when they were in stocks in the jail at Philippi, they called to remembrance their songs in the night and God responded with an earthquake and breaking their chains and, um, man, I want that to happen at least once in my life. I want to be, no, I don't want to be locked up though, but uh, (laughs) praise God. I want to see that express. I'll probably watch it when I get to God, please don't let me, uh, I'm sorry, dear Lord, please forgive me. Oh yeah. (laughs) But then in this, but I, when he says, when Asaph says, I commune with my own heart, my spirit made diligent search. And then it follows up with these three verses of questions. And I think there's a sense in which when we are in the midst of a trial, you can become so introverted in your perspective. And communing with your own heart in the midst of a trial, if your own heart is not securely fastened and holding on to promises of God, will lead you down a thought, a trail that could be very scary, could be very demoralizing. Um, When you have PTSD, your heart can lead you down a trail of all of the what-ifs, all of the could-haves, should-haves, all of the, um, if I had just done such and such different, could the outcome have been different? Um, Just all of those things. And I think it's important if we're going to make a diligent search, we're going to commune with our own heart that, we're basing that on the word of God. We're basing that on the promises of God that we're basing that on who Jesus Christ is to us. And, um, if that is your perspective, it changes your outlook as you go into the questions that will, um, overcloud you. And I, I mean, seven through nine, without reading this Psalm, I virtually ask those exact same questions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, almost not word for word, obviously, but the exact same, those exact same thoughts I dealt with. And I think anyone who has been through a trauma, severe trauma or something shocking, that's, you know, been life altering, you've asked those questions and it's okay. I mean, God made this the inspired word of God and he wants us to come to him with those questions to be open and honest with him. He already knows who we are and he's a loving heavenly father. Um, when I think of that, um, you know, he's not, a he's not, he, yes, we're to fear him in the terms of we want to obey him, but when we're hurting, he knows our frame. He remembers that we're dust. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. And he understands that we're dust. He understands when we go through trials and, and you can go to him with that heart cry of God, I don't understand what you're doing where are you right now and cry out to him. Um, that is your, that is your lifeline. That is your oxygen supply in the midst of a trial is that communication with God as your father. And, um, the same way that a hurting child goes to their parent and a parent wants that child to come to them, our heavenly father's the same way. He wants us to come to him with our questions. Yeah. Amen. And it's okay too. And I, and I, I was just telling Stephanie a little while ago, I looked up and I found some questions and answers. So these questions aren't exactly as they're asked out of the Bible. I'm not reading 
uh, some Mexican translation or something that was translated back to Pidgin English. These are actually just written out questions with some Bible with a Bible verse address to give you the answer. So has he rejected us? No, he is faithful to his word. Limitations 3, 31 through 33. So look that up. God has not rejected us. Will he ever again show favor to Israel? Yes. Psalm 30 verse 5, uh, Isaiah 60 verse 10. Has his unfailing love vanished forever? No. Uh, Jeremiah 31, 33. Have his promises failed? No. 1 Kings 8.56. Has he forgotten to be gracious? No, never. Isaiah 49, verses 14 through 18. He so angry, he has shut up his compassion. No, God has never shut up his compassion. He never shuts his compassion up. Lamentations 3, verses 22 through 24. So, I mean, Stephanie, when we know that, like you were saying, when we're in that dark place, when we're in the middle of the night, when we're calling out to God, when things are upside down, when things don't seem right, it might be a good idea to look at these questions and look at these verses. I mean, how do we pop out of that? How do we pop out of that 2 a.m., um, I can't sleep, all I'm thinking about is my life seemed a whole lot better a year ago, a month ago, 10 years ago. I don't know. Uh, I'm never going to come out of the, the hole I'm in. So you got to give us the pop out. You got to give us the, the quick out. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Stayed upon Jehovah. What is that song? Like a River Glorious. I was actually just thinking of that song. Well, we're going to have to sing that. We were going to get away from that, but you know what? We'll go ahead and sing you guys the verse of that. But I'm just thinking, we take this psalm with us, and, uh, and we, we know that we went through the first nine verses, and the first nine verses are hard. The good news is we're going to commune together tomorrow. We're going to open God's Word again, and we're going to finish those last 11 verses. Um, but, but God is still with you. He's not going anywhere at all. He never does. He's standing right next to us. He's lifting us up. He's holding our arms up. He is not casting us off. None of those things. He is our song in the night. He is our song in the day. He is our comforter. He is our God in the good times, the bad times. He's the God, Stephanie saying, I think last week sometime, the God of the mountain. Uh, he, he's also our God in the valley. And uh, you know what? Sometimes, I, this is what I think, Stephanie, just before you sing this. I think it's easier for us. I think we're more level. What you said about the heart a minute ago, I love that answer where, you know, our heart is, is kind of like the central emotional system of our body. And uh, so it's real easy for us to be that praise God person on top of that mountain, but it's not easy for us to be that praise God person down in the valley with the crocodiles and all the knuckleheads in the swamp. So anyway, here we are with a song, State Upon Jehovah. And... Uh, so like Stephanie says, it's God. It's all about God. High, low, bad, indifferent. Make today about God. Write down something great about God in your Bible. I don't know. Write down something great God has done for you. He's still doing it. Maybe it's your children. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's your church. Maybe it's just God saving you. You know, I always like the testimony when someone, you know, says, anyone got a testimony and someone stands up and says, I thank God for saving me. It used to bug me, but I'm telling you what, I thank God for saving me. That's right. Well, here are, um, I'm going to sing the first 
two verses and then the chorus. Like a river glorious is God's perfect peace over all victorious in its bright increase. Perfect yet it floweth fuller every day. Perfect yet it groweth deeper all the way. Hidden in the hollow of his blessed hand, never foe can follow, never traitor stand. Not a surge of worry, not a shade of care, not a blast of hurry, touch the spirit there. Stayed upon Jehovah, hearts are fully blessed, finding as he promised perfect peace and rest. We love you folks. Have an awesome day. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.